welcome to the Acting Notes podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk about the space that we should be creating from, why it's important to consider, and why it's something you should take forward into your work. I'll explain. So, I was at a New Year's party the other night, and I got into a lovely conversation with a fellow out on a balcony, and we were talking a bit about our creative pasts, where we had come from, who we are now. In fact, it all started when the fellow just said to me, what's your story? And after listening to his, I gave mine. And we had a lot of similarities in our approach to acting, in our journeys to get to where we were today. And I found it pretty interesting that we had both had a similar experience. Because the long and short of it was essentially that we had both spent many years operating from this place of lack, of thinking that we're not good enough, of something to prove. And look, with anything that I, any kind of advice I give on here, or I just think advice in general, always should be taken with a grain of salt. Perhaps this doesn't apply to you. But I think it applies to a lot of people. I know it certainly applied to me. That for many years I was creating from this desire to prove I was good. Or to have someone else give me that validation. And I think that's a pressure we all face from time to time. Sometimes we're very cognizant of it. Sometimes it is pushing the buttons behind the scenes. But we're cognizant of it. And it makes sense. We want to be liked, you know? That's not a bad thing. I think biologically that makes a lot of sense, right? You want to be in communities. Being liked is a better way to get into those communities. So it makes sense. It's not something to beat ourselves up about. But it is something to recognize. And to ask ourselves, are we working from a place of lack? From a place of not being enough? From a place of desperation or needing outside validation to affirm our belief in self, our belief in our creativity, our belief in our acting? You see, for years, and this is what he and I talked about, I was a very disgruntled young actor. I think I idolized some of the wrong people, or at least I idolized them for the wrong reasons. You know, I love James Dean and Marlon Brando, and I did back then. And many of these actors who seemed to burn so bright, but had such pain attached to them. I was telling this gentleman at the, uh, at the party, that I remember when I was 19, I had written a poem. And one of the lines that I recall was, Why do the good die young? If I grow old, does that mean I'm not one? And I say that to comment on the ideology I had back then, which was that art had to be painful. And I don't know if I would have even said that out loud 
but I think it's something I very much believed. That if I wanted to be a true artist, the artist I aspired to be, it would have to hurt. And so I would almost drive myself insane pursuing this painful art. I even went to a theater company where the artistic director of the place was looking particularly for people like me. People that desperately wanted to get to a place with their work, but so desperately needed someone, anyone, to believe in them. And this artistic director ended up being kind of abusive in a lot of ways. Mentally. Emotionally. But I, I put up with it. Because I wanted to be great and because I had associated great art with pain. But it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, it should not be that way. The best acting comes from a place of of joy, I think. And of love, really. I was listening to an Andrew Scott interview about a week ago. And something he brings up often in his interviews is that he just believes every single piece is about love in some way. And I think when we act from that place, when we act from a place of abundance as opposed to lack, from a place of what do I get to share today as opposed to as opposed to what do I have to perform? What am I going to be rated on? How are people going to view this? Am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? These are questions that can cripple our creative juices, if you will. It can leave you stagnant or stuck. It can leave you making safe, boring choices in the scene because you're too afraid to try that risky thing to step outside the box and it can lead us to start acting and I don't mean that in the sense of it I mean you know sometimes we don't want to act we want to be right we want to be real and sometimes when we are operating from a place of lack and from insecurity and judgment of self and and worried about the judgment of others we just put on you know instead of doing a scene where I'm trying to seduce someone, I'm playing the idea of seduction instead of just seducing. If I'm supposed to intimidate someone, I'm, you know, clenching my fists and getting angry, but I'm not actually feeling it. I'm putting on a show. I'm, I'm acting. I'm showing it. Rather than just being in the circumstance and then trusting whatever comes, you know? Because sometimes we see a scene and we think, well, it's written this way, so I have to get angry, or I have to cry here. And of course, certain times there are, right? Like if, if someone has a line that says, why are you crying? You maybe have to tear up. Although I would argue even that you don't necessarily do. Maybe that's them misinterpreting it. Maybe they're putting something on you. But ultimately, we, we come up with these blocks that we don't even think about because we think maybe we're being creative or we're understanding the scene more. We're getting all analytical I used to be such a analytical actor. My mind was working so much as I worked, and I grew really frustrated with it because I found it locked me in. It made me give boring, safe performances or things I thought was right. I thought were right. 
It's only when I started allowing more, trying to find more avenues in my life to let go of control and to trust what was there, to act from a place of abundance and joy, that I started to find my own joy in the acting again, my own sense of play. Because I got to say, after that theater company experience, I, I didn't know if I liked acting that much. I enjoyed it. It was something I did. But it felt like it had to be painful. And I really didn't know how much more I could endure. AMAW is one of the studios I found that really helped reignite a sense of love for acting. And of working from a place of abundance. And that's something I think every actor should do. Right? Now maybe you're in a scene where you feel like you need to be a bit down beforehand. And I don't want to ruin your process or anything. But even playing dark or sad scenes can come from a place of abundance and a place of play. It's really just about being present and trusting whatever impulse comes. If it's a scene where your partner's getting in a huge fight with you and you feel the impulse to laugh, don't stifle it. Just laugh. That's interesting. Humans, it's weird to me how often we put like blocks on ourselves or even as humans how we do that. I remember being in an acting class once and someone had a scene where they were supposed to kill someone. And they said, well, I can't act this out because I would never do that. And it was illogical to me. There's this notion that we have, that we all know each other, you know, or that we, sorry, that we know ourselves. What does Socrates say? The only thing I know is that I don't know. Something like that. But it is, there's this notion, you know, I feel like I see it all the time where people say, I've gotten to a point now where I know myself. I, I just, I know myself. And I don't know if we ever really do. Because our self is constantly changing. There's that Alice in Wonderland quote that I love so much, where I think it's like the caterpillar. I guess, obviously, I guess I don't love it that much if I don't remember it that well. But the caterpillar says to her, who are you? And she says, I don't know. I remember who I was when I woke up, but I've changed several times since then. And that's true. We change so much throughout the day. So who you are in this moment that you're listening to this podcast will be different than the person you are when you finish the podcast, because you'll be enlightened. No, uh, <laughs> no, just because that's how life works. We're constantly growing. We're constantly changing, you know? And so when we lock ourselves down with, I can't understand that aspect of the character because I wouldn't do that. Or even worse, when we start to give that to the character, this character would never do this. They would never do that. It locks up our performance. It makes it so we're not operating from a place of abundance and creativity and expansion, but rather a place of repression. And it's going to be tougher to be free in those moments. To really make the work come alive. And a lot of that stems from, like, the reason we put those controls on it is, again, this, this fear, this operating from a place of lack. I'm not good enough, so I have to make the safe choice so that no one says anything bad so that I do a good job, so that I do it right. There is no right. There is no right. There's only the truth of the moment. And so when we operate from abundance, that's what we're more likely to find. Will we find it every time? No. 
No, but that's why we have takes. That's why we have a rehearsal process where we work into it. You know, I remember hearing a storing about a storing. I am I have been doing my audiobook recording today, recorded for about four hours, and I am at the point where I can barely make sentences. Maybe you've noticed. So bear with all of these uh, minor mess-ups. Uh, hopefully minor. Um, <laughs> but I remember hearing a story about a fellow who was watching Jack Nicholson on set. He was an extra, and he got to watch him perform. And the guy said, I could not wait because I knew, you know, as soon as they say action, I'm going to see classic Jack Nicholson. But he said the first five takes were not very good, and everyone knew it. The director... The people on set, Jack himself. But then once he got to about take six, that's when the magic started to happen. And so even the greats, even the people with Oscars, still can mess up. Still have to find it. But that's okay. I don't think Jack Nicholson was on set that day. I wasn't in his head. But I don't think he was there going, oh, man, I messed up that first take. Okay, well, what am I going to do now? Did I do that scene right? I should have gotten angry on that line. And, and this line, that's where I, I slam my fist into the table. No. I think he was still just exploring and trying to find his way in. Another good example of this is Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet for the movie Jobs, I think it's called. It's about Steve Jobs. Um, great movie. Definitely check it out. But they were talking in a sag after talk back about trying to figure out a certain scene and how they tried it so many different ways and came up with so many different ideas just to start the scene out, just to see what changed it. And they said so much of it didn't work, that they went through so many options and couldn't really find anything with the director, but eventually they did. And so it's important to remember that, that, you know, this isn't an exact science right? There is no correct result. There are different results. Some that work for the story, some that don't, and that's not really up for us to decide. Not in the moment. That's something that the director will talk to you about afterwards. But you got to be free. you got to be playing so that you can start finding the juicier stuff. And so, all that to say, Try to think about your own arts, your own life, really. Because, you know, we're trying to just exist when we act. We're trying to just be. And so there's such a bleed over into our lives, right? Because I think the more authentic we can become as people and authentic to ourselves on any given day and cognizant of what we're feeling and experiencing, the more likely our acting is going to improve. But reflect on that on areas in your life, times in your day-to-day, times in your past where you've operated from a place of lack. And now try focusing on operating from a place of abundance. When you get those auditions, use the Brian Cranston method, right? Where you, instead of viewing it as a job you need to book, think of it as an opportunity to share your interpretation. That's working from abundance. And also, always remember that you are enough, right? There is no one like you on this planet. Are there similarities? Of course, we're all human. That's how we understand art, and that's how we empathize. 
with people in pain or even people in joy. There's a shared humanity that binds us all, but at the same time, you are so uniquely you. And that's what we want to see in the work. That's why people still go watch Shakespeare, you know? Because we want to see Benedict Cumberbatch as Hamlet. We want to see Andrew Scott as Hamlet. We want to see these different hearts, these different souls playing the part. See how they would be, what they bring. And all you can bring is your heart. At least that's the most beautiful thing you can bring. Because though there have been many, many hearts before it, there is none like yours. Always remember that you are enough and always operate from that place. That abundance, that joy, that play. Play in your acting. Don't put stuff on. Don't act. Play. It's supposed to be fun. Well, thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating and a comment if you'd like. You can ask me a question or let me know what you'd like to hear on future episodes. You can also check out The Acting Notes on Instagram and TikTok at The Acting Notes. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Peace.